I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, the Q&A session where we answer your questions about journal writing. Welcome back to another episode of Journal Talk Q&A, questions and answers, Janet and Nathan. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to have you back here, Janet, answering some good questions. We've got a fun one today. We might have to go into some OT overtime for this one. This one's exciting for me. I oh, love this one. Good, good. All right. This one's good, and it has like lots of little spin-off questions. So I'll just go straight to the question. Leslie, my uh, friend who lives here in California, Southern California, asks, how do you safely invite people to share what they've written in their journal? So Leslie is a journal consultant, a journal facilitator, journal writing facilitator. And she comes from the same school that I do, Center for Journal Therapy. She got the same certificate, the Journal to the Self instructor. So she's able to lead these workshops and help people with their journal writing, uh, introducing people. Some people are brand new to it. And it's so fun, Janet. I'm sure you've experienced this in your workshops, and I want to hear a little bit about workshops that you've done. And when you ask people to write in their journals, and then you turn, it's really helpful. I found it to be so powerful when you can turn it to the group and say, okay, who would like to share something from their journals? And a lot of people who are starting off uh, journal writing, or most especially, if you're just becoming a coach or a leader or a workshop facilitator and you include this kind of exercise, how do you invite people to share? You don't want them to go to the extreme of turning it into a therapy session. You don't want them to hijack the meeting talking about how they were you know, molested as a child and they got married to a, an abusing partner and you know, they, <laughs> it just takes over the meeting and people suddenly forget why we're here and it turns into a strange situation if you don't know how to handle it. On the other hand, you don't want them to just read something very blasé and boring um, that has no relevance or even interest, and it sounds very powerless. So how do you do that? How do you get people to share what they're writing without it turning into either one of these two extremes? It's a really great question. I have some thoughts on what I've learned I'm not the norm, though. I can tell you I'm not the, the usual type of person on this. I think I differ from some of my colleagues. How do you handle this, Janet? Well, you know, I think that it uh, depends on what you're looking for. In my workshops, I always ask if somebody's you know, wants to share. There's no right nor wrong way of journaling, and I share personal stuff that I've uh, done in journaling. I think that the sharing of journaling can be very, very helpful. And in a journaling workshop is a safe place mm -hmm, to start. Mm -hmm. And uh, how this was introduced to me like 25, 30 years ago, it was introduced to me when my husband and I went to a workshop. Mm. And we were each given a question and we got to write for 10 minutes. Then we exchanged and read each other's. And then we discussed it. Mm. And so it's the context on how we put it. You know, we put the question out, we both write with our answer. And it can be very 
inspiring. It can be a learning lesson. My husband and I found out in ours, one of the questions was about money. And I said he wasn't interested in helping pay the bills. And he said that I wasn't interested in letting him. So here we both (laughs) wanted the same thing, right? Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. we both think different things. And I think that's what's good about people like kids and moms journaling, kids and dads journaling, or, or couples journaling. And, uh, but when you're asking about the sharing in the workshop, do you know what? I share my experience on the benefits of it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, what we share may be a message for somebody in the room. Yes, yes. So you err on the side of being more vulnerable and just letting it all hang out. Well, you know, Nathan, when you nearly died a couple times, there's not a whole lot you need to hide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm a little bit more guarded. And my reason for this is and when I'm facilitating a workshop. And so my workshops are typically focused on journal writing, you know, so I use journal writing as a tool, you know, talk about the how it uncovers uh, hidden creativity or, you know, gets you in touch with the things that you care most about, helps mend relationships, all the benefits, yes. But I, I'm usually talking specifically about how to use journal writing for those things. And so we do the exercises. I have a hard time sharing my own personal life. I do get a little bit vulnerable. I'm definitely, like in these conversations, I don't mind sharing, you know, something about me, what's going on in my life. I've told people, you know, my struggle with weight and my struggle with uh, procrastination. And, you know, I've had, um, you know, issues that have come up I share on the podcast. One-on-one, I'm very open But in a group setting, when the group is about this thing, it's about them. I want them to get the most out of it. I don't want to bring the elephant into the room um, and start talking about something about me and let it, because I'm nervous about it triggering reactions that don't even have anything to do with them or the journal writing, you know, so... For example, um, I don't talk about my partner. I don't talk about being gay. I'm not ashamed of it. And anyone who knows me knows this. My whole family, I'm totally out at work and, and with my family and all my friends know. But when I'm in a professional situation, I'm leading a, a classroom, I don't make a mention of it unless it happens to come up in some other way. Because that's not necessarily a popular thing. <laughs> you know, there's, different people have very strong opinions to that. And I don't want it to be about me. I don't want it to be about their opinion about homosexuality. I just want them to get the most they can out of their own journal writing, out of their own life. And so I tend to be a little bit guarded. And I will share a journal entry of mine to kind of get things going. But it's usually something from way back. You know, I'll pick something from ages ago that's not anything relevant to right now. So I don't get triggered and I make it sort of a a universal kind of a thing. Like uh, instead of talking about coming out or being gay, I might talk about being accepted and how difficult it was to be accepted or how I wish people would understand me or, or maybe how I wish I understood myself more. So I'll talk about sort of universal generic themes. Well, I think that's good though. If we jump in too soon on something, it has to lead up to. I think that there's some things that come out of my workshop that I thought, oh, where did that come from? But obviously the time was right for it to come out. And 
we just have to trust in that. And in my training with Jack Canfield, we had to do workshops and would lead up to, and we had to do this one day workshop and a friend of mine in the training did it with me. And, and one of the exercises we did, a woman just had a breakdown. And so as we continued with the workshop, we each took turns with her, being with her and mm. stuff. And, and we went back to our training with Jack Canfield and we brought this up. We says like, ah, what happened? And Jack said, people will only go as deep as you're willing to go. I get that. Yeah, that's a good point, you know. And But I really think that the timing is everything. It was obviously time for her. I don't take that judgment as I did anything wrong. I, when we talked to her, she says that's happened before. Mm. And so we suggested that maybe it was time she got some help around it. Yeah. So that if something like that happens, I take it as a sign that maybe, you know, we were meant to be there to help her on a journey. And, but it's just trust your instincts. If something feels like it needs to come up, then bring it up. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to have somebody share, and I always like to leave it safe because same thing, they're vulnerable and you're vulnerable. And I just happen to be in a, a more comfortable space where I am with what's happened to me. And uh, just share. If you are comfortable with sharing, it might help someone else. Yeah. And that's how I say it because sometimes we'll say something to somebody and they'll say, oh, that changed my life, what you said to me. And I'll say, well, I don't remember what I said to you. <laughs> <laughs> but we never know what we say to somebody. It can be negative, positive. But I mean, when we have the intention in our workshops that we're, we're there to serve, that is our intention. And, and that room is a safe place. Yes. Yeah. I do believe it's important to put those boundaries boundaries, you know, and say this is a safe place and talk about the confidentiality. And And Kathleen Adams does a great job at um, helping new people that are trying to establish a, uh, a you know, a, a journaling workshop routine and get some standards in place and something that's ethical and easy to follow and, um, you know, safe and all of the, that's all great. When it comes down to it, how much you share, it's true, how much you share does impact the group. And so I do pick things that are poignant and meaningful, but not anything that's going to trigger me or what I would guess, you know, would trigger other people. I love what you said about, um, you know, people only going as deep as you, you know, as you do, or as you allow. And so I think it's good to have people share. I've also been in a workshop where nobody shared. Like, they just didn't share. And I asked, is there anything, you know, would anybody like to share? And I say the same thing you did, Janet. You, nobody has to. You, there's not. I make sure that they know it's completely at choice. But after each exercise, I always make room for it. So there's an expectation that somebody um, would like to share. And so um, I remember feeling like there was a whole day. It was a six-hour workshop. And um, we had a break in the middle and we had breaks, you know, all throughout. And I thought, you know, gee, maybe after the break, um, people will loosen up and get to talking a little bit, make some sort of community feel for the room and then start sharing. After lunch, nobody shared. And then when people came back from the last break and we had just another uh, hour and a half, 90 minutes were left to the end of the uh, workshop, people 
just wanted to share. They didn't even want to do the the other exercises that we had. They just wanted to talk about how the day was and what they got out of it. And they went back and they finally started sharing from other parts of the... the so you never know like how ripened uh, people feel and and what the temperature and the the mood of the room and how that changes. There's a lot of things going on. And it, I also appreciate what you said, uh, Janet, about it's not necessarily something negative or positive or what it's not about you. It's not about something you've done something wrong. If you've allowed there to be sharing and you've done it in a safe way, you've given all the, all the uh, disclaimers at the beginning and you leave time for it, you know, it's not going to be a situation where it comes down to what you did or didn't do. You can only make room for it. I think you can't, you can't push it. Yeah. The other thing is, is it's a muscle right? It's like any muscle. If somebody's not used to sharing, so there are times what I've done, I've got a, I love my jars full of things, right? And uh, so I'll have them each pick a question out of the jar and I'll have them journal. What does that question mean to you? That's a safe one to say, why don't you hook up with the person beside you and share how that means to you? And then it's a safer place if there's just Mm. Mm one-on-one. And then again, I'll say, does anybody want to share what else, you know, that mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. came up from it? How was this helpful to you? So sometimes it's just getting um, them comfortable in that smaller group. And, uh, but it's, I go by instinct in my workshops. And I'm glad to hear that you just kept going. And, and in the end that they were sharing, because sometimes we don't know what people are taking in until it's after all over. And then somebody yes. has come up to you and says, wow, that was in. Meanwhile, they're sitting in their chair with their arms crossed. But they got lots out of it. Yeah, so and we I, they were all that. writing. I mean, they were all writing. Some of them would write even after the, you know, we had we had stopped the time and moved on to the next uh, mm-hmm. segment, and people were still writing. So I knew they were into it. Mm-hmm. It just was odd. I I was, you know, I kind of felt I'm wor- worried if some of these people are gonna, you know, ask for their money back. <laughs> it's like, are they not getting anything out of it? No, they just don't feel like sharing. Um, yeah, they were processing. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with being too personal or, get, or sharing personal. Too personal may be, uh, you know, it's a judgment call. But sharing personal things uh, helps the students uh, really understand that you're a real person, that you've gotten a lot out of journaling, mm-hmm. um, and it'll help them to feel like they can loosen up. It's just a balance, you know, it's really it's just a balance. I think the fear that I talked about at the beginning, where somebody is going to start going into deep, dark, depression stuff, you know, yeah. uh, you know, terrible stuff. Uh, I think the skill there is to learn how to say, you know, excuse me for just a moment, Samantha, or, or whatever, you know, whoever, excuse me just a moment. Uh, I really appreciate that you're willing to share all of this information about yourself. I want to um, just remind everybody here that, you know, this is confidential. You start with some real blanket statements and then yeah. and then direct directly to Samantha and say, um, it sounds to me like there's a lot in your journal writing that would be uh, more, you know, appropriate for a therapist or somebody who you might, you might want to consider. And Kay Adams does a great job of reminding her facilitators to grab some business cards of local uh, health professionals, you know, psychologists or counselors, and bring them to class in case something like this comes up. 
and don't not to hand them out or push them on somebody who's reading from their journal or anything like that, but just to mention, I've got some business cards of people that I would recommend, um, but I don't want this to turn into you know a deep, dark therapy session. I do appreciate that you've got so much to share and that you're getting a lot out of this process. Um, you know, but uh, you know, I'd like to make sure that we keep it uh, fairly. Uh, <laughs> I forget the words I would use right now, but, uh, you know, keep it fairly light if they start getting into some really scary stuff. And how I usually handle it is similar to a certain extent. I, I'll say, geez, you know, that's great. Can you come and talk to me after about that? And we'll explore that some more. Mm. And, um, that way then we'll move on and, uh, but I also, there's a really good team here in Edmonton that it's a psychologist and psychiatrist team. Mm. And they have groups and that a friend of mine has gone to them and her improvement has been amazing. And I have since introduced clients to them and uh, referred them and uh, have very great success. And uh, so if I just get that feeling that they need a little more, I'll say, do you know what, why don't you just give them a call and see, uh, you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm here to serve you when you're ready yes. to move forward. But yes. there's some things I'm not able to deal with. I, I don't have that training to do it. And I can recognize it and that maybe you need a little more, but I am here to support you all. Yes, yes, yes. Support, offering them support. Yeah. And I'm feeling a little self-conscious about what I said about keeping it light. I don't think I would say that. I think, and and I've I've never had, you know, the situation has never come up for me where I've had to go to this place, but... Um, I don't think I would say keep it light. I would say thank you for what you're sharing. It sounds like there's a lot there for you to process. I'm so glad you're getting a lot out of it. And yeah. in the essence of time, I don't want us to, you know, to delve too deeply in this. And all those statements you said about I'm not a therapist and I'm not trained to, you know, support on a level that you might, you know, you might get some benefit from. But I have some names of people if you'd like yeah. to talk more about that. And let's sort of. I would lighten it up by the way I speak about it rather than asking the person to lighten up about it. Yeah. And I agree with you. I don't think you would say that in that, you know, in that energy, but I think that the best way is to say, to help you move on and say, you know what, that sounds really interesting. Can you come and talk to me a little more about that that. later? And and, uh, it validates them. Yes. Because if a person is at that part of their journaling, I would think that they've been discredited in a number of times or shut down that sure. it's coming up. So we don't want to do that. Right. We, we just want to honor what they is happening and go from there. And uh, but shared journaling, going back to that, we can do shared journaling in any way. And I think that we're talking about the context of workshops. But I talk about shared journaling with family members, with children. With unborn babies, mothers talking to their unborn babies and then wow, giving them into wow. a gift that, they, you know, when they're older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know of a man, the guy who started Lululemon. He wrote journals to his sons who didn't live with him. And when they were 18, he had them bound and gave them to them. Wow. So, you know, sharing your journaling You'll share it when you're ready, or you make the intention of, let's do this together so we can enhance our relationship. Yes, yeah. There's a great book out um, called uh, Writing Alone Together. Oh, 
It's Linda Monk. Uh, she's been a guest on this show. She talks a lot about that process of writing and sharing and supporting one another. And it's really, uh, she talks about the, she and a group of, um, friends used to meet on I forget if it was a weekly or a monthly basis they would get together and this was their this was their sort of girls night out and they would meet I think it was four women um who met and they would write they someone would sort of facilitate a journal writing activity some kind of question or prompt they would write and then they would read and uh when I first heard about this, I come from the school of, you know, write down your deepest, darkest thoughts. And the best way to do that is to make sure you have an audience of one. It's just for you. Yeah. You would never share. And that honesty that you're able to get to when you have just yourself, you go a lot deeper knowing that this isn't going anywhere. So when I first heard this, I thought, no, don't read it to people. My goodness, you're going to destroy the sanctity of, of this you know, relationship you have with your journal if you start reading it. And she makes a compelling case, and, and so did you, about um, you know, sharing it with your partner, sharing it with you know, writing to get the crystallization of the thoughts and really d- diving into you know, an issue, uh, something that is meaningful to you to, for the purpose of being able to express it and hear it. And for the other people in the room, there is a real magic in listening and supporting and honoring that person, not to give them any feedback or criticisms or, you know, reactions to it, but just to support them in their process by allowing it to be heard uh, and validating, uh, like you said, validating the person's um, awareness. You may, yeah, definitely. And the fact that People get ill by holding things in. Their mm. bodies shut down. They create illness in their bodies. So it's a, a great way to get it out. And I, we can go into this in another call sometime is about forgiveness letters or mm. release letters. Mm-hmm. I definitely work that in each of my, my workshops and as well as have used it myself and started 30 yes. years ago. Yes. Uh, so. I like that idea. And the fact about the judgment, you know what? Just listen. Because sometimes we just need someone to listen. Yes. And it's yeah. okay. We don't have to take it on. We don't even have to make it mean anything about and us. And we don't yeah. have to really listen if we don't want to. <laughs> we can just pretend we're listening. But the thing is, it's the, the transformation that will happen to the person by stating it, by letting it out, by releasing it. Yes, I yes. think that's powerful. Very good. Yes, Janet, I'd love to um, have you back. We should do a series on how journaling can help with anxiety, how journaling can help with anger management, how journaling can help with depression, how journaling can help with grieving. Because I think we could, you and I could put together uh, you know, in 10 minutes or less, some bullet points on what to do or how to get started with uh, with things like that, don't you think? I do. And with all the books that we, uh, we you've got different books than I've got, and I, there's so much out there to serve people. Yes. And uh, my bank account is going to go down a little more just by what you just <laughs> shared today. And I've got, <laughs> but it's true. Do you know what? It doesn't have libraries are there. There's yes, your yes. Uh, journal talk uh, podcast. There's other people out there. I had never heard of uh, Kate Adams, Kathleen Adams prior to meeting you or the interviews you did with the other two women, Alinda. Uh, mm-hmm. Barbara Stahura. 
Yeah, Peterson, was it? Linda Peterson? Linda Peterson, Barbara Stahura, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, I am very grateful for that. Like, I'm expanding my world, and and I teach this, but there's so much more. I don't think we can ever know everything. Of course, and yeah. by even talking, we may trigger something, and somebody says, oh, I never thought of that. Because <laughs> me with this uh, nano, I think that's cool. Just the journaling challenge for 90 days has been uh it's been great yeah it's been Mm. great yeah yeah anyone who wants to join janet and and myself uh there's a 90 day journaling challenge on facebook it's a private group um jump on in i think you need to request uh to be added and uh, one of the administrators i think michelle is the the leader of it will uh We'll add you in. There's a great group of people. We're all just uh, on our own path together. Um, it's been very uh, moving to hear the, some of the success stories and some of the challenges people face. And we have a weekly call uh, to check in with each other and offer suggestions and, and just share, share challenges and ideas. Very good. Janet, anything else? I don't think so. I'm just having fun. <laughs> We're going to have to do more of these, Nathan, because it's just too much fun. We'll do some more. We'll do some more. Thank you so much for joining us. And you can reach Janet at Family Connect, Family Connect, C O N N E K T dot com. And you can reach me at easyjournaling.com or writeforlife.com. It's uh, W R I T E, the number four, life. And uh, we're here to help serve and grow. We're here to share and be part of whatever you're part of uh, in, in journal writing. I think that's it for this week. Great. Bye, Nathan. Bye, bye, Janet. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Journal Talk Q&A. If you have a question you would like featured on the program in a future episode, please send it to me at Nathan at easyjournaling.com. Nathan at easyjournaling.com. I would love to feature it here and send you a little thank you gift for uh, sharing your question. You can also send it to me in the form of a voice message. If you would like to share your voice on Journal Talk Q&A, you can dial this number. It's 1-805-751-6280. That's a United States number and only normal toll charges apply. There's no extra charge for journal talk Q&A. Thanks everyone again and have a great week and we'll see you next time. Meanwhile, keep on writing. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, an online resource for living with passion, clarity and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write spelled W-R-I-T-E the number four, life, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk.